Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. It's time to open a doorway to healing in your life through positive changes. Here is your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, our guest is Sarah Gray. She's a three-decade athlete and the founder and CEO of a company called Wannabe. They make protein blends and supplements. She also has her own podcast, Power the Hustle. Sarah and I are going to be chatting about the gym. She's going to be providing some tips for women who want to get into weightlifting and weight training and going to be talking about how it's not going to make you too bulky. She's going to be talking about your concerns about starting out a weight training program and also just some tips for people who want to start an exercise program in general. If you're going through a chronic illness, depression, divorce, life change, you might not be feeling like exercising, but in this podcast, you will learn how movement is the key to your healing. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. And before we get into our interview, let's hear from one of our sponsors, Golf Tours. Hi, this is Goff, owner of Goff Tours, specializing in stand-up paddleboarding or surfing lessons. I even do snorkeling. You can reach me here. Orange County has what you're looking for. You can contact me via email at gofftours at gmail.com or mobile number is 949-338-5937, gofftours.com. I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Well, today I have a guest with me, Sarah Gray. She's the founder and CEO of Wannabe and the host of Power the Hustle podcast. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am fabulous. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on A Teaspoon of Healing. Oh, I'm really happy to talk with you today, Don. Great. I'm really excited to talk with you as well. So, Sarah, I looked at your bio and you are a three-decade athlete. So what kind of activities do you do or sports do you engage in? Right. Yeah. Over three decades, so many, so many. Right now, I'm finding my most satisfaction with in the weight room, actually. <laughs> so I feel a little bit like a gym rat right now, but I also can feel a transition coming along. But yeah, I grew up as a volleyball player. I stretched into tennis. I ran track and college, I played some volleyball. But after those, you know, initial many years of, of being involved in athletics, I found that even once I was out of, you know, formal competitive programs, I just needed the movement to make me feel good. I mean, it had just become such a part of my identity and day that I've just stayed engaged in whatever way I can find it, whether it's running foot races or triathlon or biking, hiking, just whatever I can find. Awesome. And so the weight room as well, we can talk about that a little bit later, maybe some tips for women just getting started lifting and stuff like that. That would, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but so you used to make your own, you had a pre 
gym ritual that you would make in the morning, some protein powder, some herbs and supplements. So can you talk about how that evolved and what made you decide to do that? Sure, sure. You know, I, I love science. I studied biology in school and I've been sort of semi-obsessed with nutrition for decades now. And I felt like I tried everything I could find to try in terms of eating patterns. And I, over time, grew more and more curious about the benefits of, of functional foods and, and functional nutrition and then supplements that, that go right along with it. Thinking it's not just about are you eating kale, but are you ever having dandelion? You know, things like that. And so the more I started to learn about the world of supplements and herbs, the more I found great products. And, and, but, but there were so many different things. And, and going into a supplement aisle can feel very overwhelming for people. And while I really loved the study of it and my own sort of personal experimenting with it, I recognize how complicated it can be for people. And in the morning, my husband actually would, would fall asleep waiting to get out the door to go to the gym because I'd be mixing these potions, some sort of kitchen chemist, putting everything together that I would want to target different health functions for the day. And I remember a morning thinking, gosh, this sure would be a lot more convenient if I had it one scoop. And then I thought, well, I bet it would probably be more convenient for everybody if we had it in one scoop. So what I tried to do was take all the different things that over years and years of study and experiment, what I found worked the best from all the different categories. It's not just, you know, herbs. It's not just in the supplement world. It's not just in superfoods, you know, but really marrying all of it together, the, the, the best of, of each of those categories. So again, you're an athlete and you're engaged in a lot of activities. Now you mentioned the weight room and weights. So there's a lot of women out there who are afraid of weights. I used to be one of them, and I'm actually just kind of getting started doing some some more weight training besides just little dumbbells. So what are some steps for women who are afraid of weight training? They're afraid, you know, that they're going to get bulky like a man. And we, we a lot of us know that that's not the case now, that you're not going to get that way unless you, I guess, unnatural ways. But what are some tips for women who are just starting out or a little bit scared of weight training? What, what should they do? Yeah, I love this question so much. The first thing to tackle that idea of muscle bulk, we just don't as women have sufficient amounts of testosterone to get bulky like that. We also can't develop, you know, an Adam's apple or super strong chins or things like that. We just, our bodies aren't going to do it unless, like you said, we take AIDS. And as long as you're not doing that, then you're not going to see that kind of massive bulk. But that doesn't mean that uh, weight training isn't for women. It is really, really helpful from a perspective of, you know, your skeletal structure and an overall longevity of feeling good in your body. So it's one of those things where as your muscles get stronger and as you, you know, work the weights, you actually will, by and large, the studies show you'll age better and you'll age more comfortably to have incorporated weight training. It also is great in the sense that, you know, muscle burns more fat. So if you have a little bit more muscle on your body, that can help you keep a little bit more lean, which isn't just for aesthetics, but that's generally more healthy body composition. And being stronger from weight training can generally help you in whatever other thing you enjoy doing. So for example, if your core gets really, really weak, or if your you know back muscles get really weak, or your legs, whatever. I mean, it's going to be harder for you to do the tennis that you enjoy or the swimming that you enjoy, all those other 
types of activities. So the weight training can be really, really helpful for a lot of women. And then in terms of feeling less intimidated in the weight room, and we talked about this on our podcast too, because it is true, there are still fewer women in the weight section. And when when women are in the weight section, lots of times they're using much lighter weights. But one, go ahead and start there, right? Like start with the lighter weights. There's no shame in doing that if that's where you're comfortable and how you can learn your form and how you can start to feel comfortable, even mentally comfortable in the gym. So I just encourage people to start a little and build. So if you are a person, there's a lot of women who come into a gym, they'll hop on a treadmill and then walk right out. Just incorporate 10 minutes a day, even of a couple of small moves, you know, do a couple different moves throughout the week. And then you might find that the weight section isn't as unfriendly as you think. Nice. And so for someone who's maybe they've been, they've had a chronic illness or they've just had, they had a baby and they're now cleared to work out. So that's also probably good steps for them as well. Cause I think that it would probably help a lot of people. So just to start out with the lower weights and not be intimidated. Now, how do you know, and is it good to get like, maybe get a personal trainer to do this? Or how do you know if you're doing it right? You know what I mean? If you're not, if you're not working there, if you're, you know, cause you can really, you could probably hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, sure. You can, you can hurt yourself for sure. There are so many different resources available to folks, right? And we're going to be working over the next couple of months, we're going to start putting up our moves of the week. So if people follow us social, they'll start seeing, here's some different things that they can try. There's a lot of different videos that are already out on YouTube. I mean, it's just flood of different things that are available. People can certainly try getting one-on-one trading sessions. and, And sometimes those can, people can feel priced out of those. But lots of gyms will offer, if you come in and you can try one session for free to get familiar with the weight room, or you could even, you know, do a couple sessions so you know what you're doing and then move forward. And then the other thing that we're doing to answer this question exactly is we're putting together some programs for folks so that they can not feel overwhelmed by the gym, just like the supplement aisle, right? Like it's just, it's a lot of information. So I think if people kind of are able to walk in with a game plan, then it feels less intimidating. And then they also feel less uncomfortable. You know, it's just like, well, I'm supposed to be doing this. (laughs) Right. So that's a really good resource. And we'll get your social media too at the end so people can follow. Now, your pre-gym blend that you made were a couple of questions I had that I forgot to ask. So what Ayurvedic herbs, some people are not familiar with them. So what are they and how do they help with your workout? You know, I think Ayurvedic herbs are a lot like probiotics were 10 years ago. People didn't hear about them. They didn't know how to pronounce it. They didn't know what they were about. And all of a sudden now, everybody's got a probiotic in their cupboard or refrigerator. And I think the same will be true for Ayurvedic herbs. And some people will call some of these herbs adaptogens. So either one of those terms are terms that people will want to start feeling familiar with and throwing around at cocktail parties, right? So Ayurvedic medicine has been practiced for more than 3,000 years in the East, and they've incorporated a lot of different herbs. And Ayurvedic medicine is a very vast and powerful, meaningful entire thing. It's not just reduced to herbs. In terms of what we've used in our supplements, we've incorporated these Ayurvedic herbs. And so, for example, in our Wanna Be Blissed, we use ashwagandha. And ashwagandha is one of the most 
foundational Ayurvedic herbs out there. And it's, it's actually has been used in the East for thousands of years for a number of different purposes. But one of those purposes is for, you know, stress management, mood balancing, those sorts of things. So that's why we put it in Blist. And then we have a host of other different functional ingredients that we include as well. But ashwagandha is the Ayurvedic herb we use there. But there's a number, a number of really, really wonderful Ayurvedic herbs out there. And you also mentioned power flowers. What are power flowers and what are a couple of them that you recommend people using or that you use in your blend? Yeah. I love that question. I totally, I just came up with that term. <laughs> I made okay, it up. I, I like made the it term. Up. So I like the term myself. I saw that. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Well, I did it because a couple of reasons. So one, dandelion, for example, is actually the number one selling herbal tea on the market and dandelion has been used historically to aid with digestion. And it's a terrific, it's a terrific flower. But with our products, what we found was a lot of people wouldn't look in different areas. So if you're a person who takes HMB or collagen or things like that, you might not be looking at an herbal tea. And so what we wanted to do is be able to combine these things and one of those being these terrific flowers that are out there and have been used for centuries. And what else I thought was really cool, the reason I called them power flowers, is I felt like there were a number of people who didn't take them seriously because right. they are feminine. And mm -hmm. so we wanted to be able to highlight them in our products and really, you know, champion them as power flowers. What are your ideal pieces of gym gear like? Say there's certain fitness like clothing wear that could be a hindrance maybe to your workout. Are there certain things that you like or don't like? So, and maybe this isn't even what you're asking, but when you said gym gear, it got my eyes all lit up like Christmas because one, one thing I do think is worth people investing in is a really good band. And so there are a bunch of bands out there that are sold that are, they're almost like gigantic rubber bands. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're just like, they're yeah, those resistance yes, bands. But yeah, they're thin those. and they roll up on you and it feels like, you know, you got hit by a slingshot while you're right in the middle of something. And so I purchased a band that it's it was it wasn't that much. It was no more than $20, but it's a thick piece of cloth that has a lot of elastic in it and I mean, it's a it feels like some heavy-duty material. And it can't roll up by me. And I use that every single day that I work out with one exercise or another. And that is something I'll always have in my gym bag all the time. So I think that's a great investment. And because gyms don't have those nice bands like that. But from a clothing perspective, one of the things that like we actually had a, one of our sweat friends topics was about going working out in the gym with just, you know, sand shirt and whether women feel comfortable working out in just a sports bra or t-shirt. I'm personally by and large still a t-shirt girl, but I'll wear, I love to wear a tank top. I'm just whatever makes me feel not uncomfortable in the gym. It's, and the other thing that is true, I do love shirts that have really fun sayings because when I get up in the morning, I'm almost not even looking for what's the color shirt that I want to wear or the cut. I'm like, which is, which is the shirt that says this thing? <laughs> Cause this is my mood. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And I like the other thing you mentioned. Some women feel really comfortable even running ju just in a sports bra and some have to wear a shirt. I'm, I'm definitely on the camp that I have to, I, I have to wear a shirt, but no knocking the people who can do it. That, that's awesome. I always just, I feel self-conscious myself. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I'm in yoga, if I'm in yoga, I feel, yeah. 
I, I, I do actually enjoy working out in just a sports bra, but if I'm in the gym and I don't know, there's just, there's always a lot of people and different vibe for me running in public. Cause I do a lot of like, you know, running and, um, running. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. have to. Sure. <laughs> you're sure like, you never well. know when you're going to see the principal <laughs> well, <laughs> running exactly, down the block. <laughs> exactly. Now for, now say there's some women and not even trying to get into strength training, just trying to exercise in general. What are some motivational tips that you can give someone just to maybe get off the couch, whether they've been ill or whether they're going through a life transition, recovery from an illness or depression, divorce? What are some tips just, just in to get off the couch, maybe not even for strength training, just even for walking or some sort of light cardio? Do you have any motivational tips for people? Yeah. And I guess one of the things that I that resonated with me about your question was this idea of it's after these things have happened. But for many people, it's while you're in that mess that the movement can be so powerful. So I guess I didn't even tell about the creation of Wannabe. Where it really stemmed from was 18 years ago, I had just had a baby. I was a broke single mother. My infant son slept in my arms on a family member's couch. We were on welfare insurance. I was just profoundly humiliated and terrified. And I didn't know how I was going to take care of my baby. And I didn't know how he would be able to admire me or trust me or be able to rely on me. And from that really dark woods, I was able to graduate from a top 10 law school and go on to have a very successful career as an attorney, being a capital member at a prestigious law firm. And and I reflected on that after many years and thought, how do we do that? How do we beat those odds? And I thought it was the movement. It was having developed tenacity and resilience and endurance through moving my body and knowing I know how to do really hard things. I know how to keep going even when I really want to stop. And I thought, well, maybe that's a conversation we need to have as women more and more and more. And so I wanted to create a brand that really supported women in finding their movement and in finding their space and place to rethink how they view their their bodies and what they do with them and how it can transform their lives, frankly. So when I talk about fitness, when I talk about movement, it always feels profoundly not just personal to me, but transformative. And so when people are struggling with depression or they're going through a divorce or when they have had some you know, health issue that creates not just physical challenges, but many different emotional challenges too, Lots of times it can be the getting up and going for a walk every day, even if it's not very far and even if it's not very fast. It can be those things that can help us come out, pull out of those hard times. So my main message would be move. Find a way to move. During it, not just after. During, that's a, that's a really good point. Because even, even with some chronic illnesses, sometimes you're going to be completely bedridden and I guess there's probably some things you can still do, but probably not as much. But when you're not, and it's a mood lifter as well, especially for people suffering from depression. It definitely, at times when I've been down, it seems like the hardest thing to do, but just the, the movement, the fresh air, or if you go to a gym, just being around people that are also moving can be really motivating. Yeah. And I think the other thing is there's something that's very restorative about movement and it helps you remember how strong you are 
we interviewed Myrna Valerio, who she's known as the Myrnavator, and she's an ultra runner and has the blog Fat Girl Running, and she's one of my heroes. And she just talked about, you know, you're, you're running mile after mile after mile, and that her mantra is step over step. And I think for so many people, that is what it becomes, is that you get into a rhythm and you understand this step is hard, but I'm doing this step. And then I'm doing another step. And and it just kind of changes how you view all the hard things in your life. And the other recommendation I have to people, whether they're still in that really hard space or whether they're starting to find their way out of it, is get a sweat friend. That's part of the reason that we have that segment is having a buddy that you go out and walk with or run with or who will meet you at the gym and say, hey, we're showing up at 9 a.m. tomorrow, right? It helps you get there when you're not used to carving out that time in your day. Definitely. Like even taking a, like you were saying, if you're just starting out and you're taking a short walk, walking with a friend, and then you can talk, the the camaraderie can really help you and also motivate you. Like if you have a gym buddy, it'll motivate you to do it rather than just relying on yourself. Excellent. Wannabe. So that's where you're the founder and CEO of. And so how long has that been in existence? And what is it? Well, maybe you can't tell us exactly what it contains, but what are some of the ingredients and how do they help you? Sure. Yeah. We love to be really transparent with our products. We created, we love to call them our our protein blends to power the hustle. And they really are, it's a line of products that are, are dedicated to support the everyday female athlete, whether that's a woman, you know, taking on her 40th triathlon or a woman getting ready to run her first 5k. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just really a way to cheer on the everyday female athlete and have products that are for them. Because when I looked at the world of, of protein and supplements, it felt like bodybuilding for men and body shaming or weight loss for women. And I couldn't find anything that saw me. So we formulated the different blends. We launched with two, Want to Be Fit is our fit body formula. And then we also Blist, which is our mood balancing formula. And then we have a number of different product lines that will be coming out in the next handful of weeks as well that are really, really fun and we're excited about. But yeah, we, I've been working on Wannabe for over two years now, and we've launched product only just this May. So two and a half months ago that we've actually had product out. Oh, nice. So it just recently launched. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the formulation product and figuring out, you know, steps in manufacturing and all that. It's a real heavy lift, um, you know, because we didn't do anything basic. We, we create, they really are first of their kind products. They're not just basic protein. So it took quite a, quite a lot of time in the formulation stage, particularly because we didn't want to have, you know, health on the shelf. We wanted products that had a great taste and texture so people would actually use them. And that's definitely important. And when we get to the end of the episode, I'll ask you more information about that and where people can order it and find it. So you are also a host of a podcast. We can plug that. So the Power of the Hustle podcast, fellow podcaster, yay. And it's on iTunes, I assume. And what's, what's your podcast about? How I always think of it is it's where we talk about real bodies, real hustles, and real team. But it's really the goal of the podcast is to create a community where women can start to think about and talk about their, their bodies, their health, their wellness, and their hustle a little differently than, uh, than we're used to. So we, we have, we, we actually are three episodes a week, which sometimes feels crushing. But <laughs> three a week. That's wonderful. 
Well, there, you know, it's, it is a lot. And on Mondays, you know, it's really just me talking about mindset. And on Wednesday, we interview game changing women. And on Fridays, we have this ridiculous segment that we call sweat friends, work it out where I get together with my gym buddies and we finish the conversation. We start in the gym. (laughs) Oh, nice. I'm going to check that out. I got to listen to that. I'm going to check it out after this. Great. So the three day a week. Now, did it start out as three days a week or was it weekly or and how did you get the idea to do it? Yeah, you know, it actually started, we actually started with a different podcast. What we launched is Wannabe Radio, and we only did that once a week. I don't know what you found, on, but there's a steep learning curve with podcasting. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of the back end stuff set up very correctly. And there's just a lot with, you know, the production side of it that felt a little rocky. Like, for example, we recorded a whole bunch of episodes and we didn't even know the mics weren't on. And it was just it was a really <laughs> steep learning there. curve. Yeah, yeah. And so once I felt like I really had my arms around it, I won't say I'm perfect by any stretch, but, you know, had a much better sense of it. We decided that we'd relaunch and we wanted to really be able to to have the conversation in different ways throughout the week because our feeling was some people tune in for different things. And sometimes you just want that camaraderie of the sweat friends. And we talk about the silliest stuff. I mean, we talk about self-tanner train wrecks. Oh, that one, that one was filled with personal humiliation, but it was hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, and, and we talk about what happens when the gym goes bro town. And I mean, you know, just the very, very fun what you want to talk about with your girlfriends when you're, you know, working out together, having a glass of wine. But there's other times where we wanted to be able to have really drill down into some sort of mindset topic. Like, for example, this Monday, we released one on, you know, are you hitting this, you know, stop hitting the snooze button on your life. And then on Wednesdays, we wanted to be able to touch a lot of different kinds of health topics with different experts and women who've, you know, really figured out how to have fitness and the movement that they do create momentum in their lives. Thank you so much for joining me today on A Teaspoon of Healing. So first of all, where can people find out more about Wannabe and where can they get it? Well, you can find out about us and you can purchase it online at wearewannabe.com, W-E-A-R-E, wannabe.com. Our social, we're on Instagram at wearewannabe.com. Facebook, we're strangely at real.wannabe.com, real wannabe. And then, you know, you can certainly tune into Power the Hustle. We're on Facebook and Instagram for Power the Hustle too. Okay. So I was wondering where you could find that. Great. Now, is there anything else you wanted to share with our listeners before we sign off? No, but I just, you know, I really applaud your show. And I think it's so wonderful, the message that you are bringing to women. And I just thank you so much for having me be a part of it. Well, thank you so much for being a part of a teaspoon of healing. And I can't wait to listen to your podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to tune in. It sounds super fun. Oh, thanks, Don. I appreciate it. Thank you. And have a good rest of the day. You too. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of a teaspoon of healing. Check out my website, teaspoonofhealing.com to read my blog, download show notes and transcripts. If you are not a current subscriber on iTunes or whatever platform you get your podcasts, please subscribe. I am now on Spotify as well. I'm going to include that link in all of my media. And if you are an iTunes user, please give me a star rating and a review. I'd really appreciate it. Stay tuned next week. We are going to be learning more about nutrition, wellness, Reiki, and meditation. Lots more on A Teaspoon of Healing. 
Thank you for listening to A Teaspoon of Healing with Dawn Damari, your home for wellness and vibrant living. For more resources on wellness and vibrant living, visit us online at teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. 